and he scores on the last play of the game. Unbelievable. Sometimes people that are standing on third base think they hit a triple. Yeah. We're going in time. We're going in time. In time, not time. And we get them on the runway. We're going to keep them on the run. And we're not going to pass unless our secondary comes up too close. But don't forget, man. We're going to get them on the run. We're going to go, 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 go. And we aren't going to stop until we go to our goal line. I'm not going to. So quit asking. Hello, folks, and welcome back to Spread the Field, your uh, resident amateur college football gambling podcast. I am your host, uh, the bald man who bets, Jack Gray. You can find me, of course, on Twitter, at BetsBald. You can also find me over on the Action app, where I've been tracking my action all season long. Not only our college football spread the field picks, but also any other picks I put out there in the Twitterverse. And you can find uh, me on BetStamp as well for all my verified plays. It's week six. It's going by so fast. And I'm so excited. I I can't even wait. I was going to hold it till later in the episode. This is a huge week for me personally. I am on the road to Las Vegas. I am going to the desert to figure out what the guys in the desert know, how they're putting these numbers together. No, but really, I have been planning a trip uh, with me, some friends, and some family. Uh, If you've picked up on it, big Notre Dame fans. I went to a Notre Dame game earlier this year. I've got another one on the schedule. We are going out to Sin City to watch the Mormons take on the Catholics. That's right. Notre Dame versus BYU uh, at Allegiant Field um, in Las Vegas. Shamrock Series, all kinds of crazy hype. Uh, we ordered these tickets. Uh, we got these tickets earlier in the year, but we, we booked accommodations months and months ago. We've been talking about it for over a year. I'm excited to go. Uh, bucket list item for me is to, uh, get out there, obviously see the Irish, get some more sports books. Last time I was there was about three years ago, 2019, um, went out to the Westgate Superbook. obviously went to the MGM book. Uh, I'm gonna try to get to Caesars this go around and hopefully, hopefully get out to Circa, uh, and maybe even get out to Circa on Sunday and see what those early lines are looking like. Um, and see what some of the sharps are on. So that's, that's, I, I usually save this stuff for the end, but I, I'm literally, when you hear this, I will be in the desert. So, uh, before we get to our week six picks, let's look back on a, a bloody, terrible, uh, awful week five. Uh, we had in our first pick on the card, Minnesota laying 12 points. We grabbed that a little earlier in the week. As we got, by the time this podcast aired, as we got up to game time, Aiden O'Connell was announced as he was going to play for Purdue, and Purdue went out and just laid one on him. Uh, Purdue won this game outright 20-10. to 10. Minnesota could never get it going. They turned the ball over, I think, three interceptions by Tanner Morgan. Could not get the run game going. Uh, just an absolute embarrassment from top to bottom there. That 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 should have that should have been the omen that it was going to be a rough day on the card. Uh, in our next play, we had a mid-afternoon game. We had Oregon State, who had at that point been undefeated against the number, going out to Provo uh, and taking on the Utah Utes, and they were getting ten and a half points, which once again felt like a good number for an Oregon State team who has been very plucky and very much on the up and up. This is a team that 
brought in USC, granted, to Corvallis, and USC had a had a score late to to win the game, but uh, Oregon State obviously covered the seven points. They go out and they just get absolutely trucked. Utah's defense is back. We talked about it week one when Utah took on Florida. That game is so far in the mirror now, I don't know how much stock you can really put in it. And you bet your bottom dollar that when we get down to talking about playoff teams, Utah is going to be very much in the conversation. People are going to forgive that Florida loss real quickly. And if you go back and watch that game, they 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 were they were doing what they were supposed to be doing in that game. Rising throws a bad pick late, and that's ultimately what sealed the deal for Florida. But Utah went out, and they at least took on a real opponent week one. And I don't think the pollsters and the playoff committee is going to hold it against them. So Oregon State, I think 42-16 was the final there. Could not cover. Uh, we start out 0-2 on the day. Uh, oh, no, sorry. We, we back up. Uh, also at noon, we had Michigan versus Iowa and the under 42 um, this, you know, Iowa, Iowa football and unders, we might bet it the rest of the year. Uh, they just cannot move the ball. They held Michigan mostly in check. Uh, Michigan did not have a great game. They put up enough points. I think, uh, the final score here was 27 to 10. Uh, so that brought us our first one of the day. But once again, as we got into that afternoon slate, it was short lived, uh, as that would actually be one of only two wins on our card for the day. Next at 2 p.m., we had, a, you know, I try to refrain from betting emotionally, but here I am betting emotionally. Ball State, the old alma mater, they've struggled with Northern Illinois. The entire time I've, I've, I've been following this team since I was stu- a student, even since I was before a student. We told you, Northern had gone 9-1 in the last 10. Northern and Ball State had played to the under in seven of the last ten. So we liked Northern laying four and a half. We thought they could cover that easily. And we liked Ball State. We liked the total to be under 60. And honestly, for about three quarters, not quite, it looked like everything was going to line up. And Northern Illinois got out to a big lead. I think at one point uh, it was, I want to say it was 28 to 7. And Ball State just came roaring back. They got back into this game. They made key stops when necessary. They run it all the way to overtime, at which point we obviously knew the the over-under was going to be dead, and that happened before overtime. Coming all the way to overtime and came away with a victory, double overtime touchdown. Northern Illinois could not get it done. The game obviously went to the overs. It went into overtime. And I, I as disappointing as losing this double was, it was nice to obviously see the alma mater uh, get a get a nice win, a win they desperately needed. So chirp, chirp to all my Ball State people out there. Uh, hopefully this will be the beginning of a, a turnaround of sorts for the season as the Cardinals get into MAC play. Uh, and then let's head on down to our night games. We had two there as we came rolling in at one and five. Like I said, it's a rough day. Wake Forest was getting six and a half in Tallahassee, taking on Florida State. Both teams on the up and up. Uh, we told you Wake Forest was 3-1 and one against the number so far this year, including a close game against Clemson where they covered the week prior. And they were 5-1 and one versus Florida State in the last six against the number. Uh, and sure enough, Wake Forest came out and and they that slow mesh, that offense, it's just been persistent. Sam Hartman is a true field general out there. 
They came out and took care of business. They won this game outright. Uh, Florida State still they they're looking better, but it's just it's just still not quite clicking. It's it's you're starting to see and get a little bit of the feels of of almost a Texas vibe to them. Where are they going to be back? Are they not going to be back? They seem to show up one week and can't do it the next. Uh, so Wake Forest, obviously covering six and a half, winning outright, giving our second and final win for the day. And we will quickly flip over to the uh, late game. We had Cincinnati taking on Tulsa. Tulsa getting 10 points. Uh, wow. Ha- had we had a hook here, oh, we, we would have at least uh, looked better on the day overall. Uh, we take a push as this game goes 31-21 in favor of Cincinnati. Uh, we said Tulsa was 4-1 against the number versus Cincinnati the last five. Uh, the underdog had covered in every meeting they'd played since they'd both been in the AAC. Uh, so Tulsa technically doesn't lose, but they push, uh, making us two, four, and one on week five. Uh, we were, it's tough sledding. Our brings our overall record now to 14, 20, and one. And we're down several, several units on the year. But, Let's flip ahead to, once again, an exciting week six. Obviously exciting for me personally. But, you know, we're, we're going to change it up a little bit this week. We did our research. We, we combed through the games. But it's it's bet with your heart, not your head week. Um, and I'm hoping to actually place a number of these picks uh, live uh, out there in Vegas. i got to find a sports book, uh, whether it's the MGM where I'm staying or, like I said, maybe out to Circa. But I do want to get down on these games in person so I can enjoy my hopeful winnings. So we only got five, our, our fast five that we're going to go with this week. Like I said, betting with our, with our heart, not our head. So who knows how this is going to play out. Our first game at noon, we have Maryland taking on Purdue. Uh, it's a home game for Maryland. Maryland's laying three, and I, I've combed this pretty pretty closely, and what I like here in this matchup is I like the fact that Maryland seems to have some momentum, uh, and, and I don't know how much you can really take all that for granted, but Maryland 4-1 against the number so far in 2022, uh, and they, you look at them and Purdue on the stat line, and they are very similar. They're both averaging about mid-30s per game, giving up about 21 points per game. Here's the two key things. Maryland's coming off a good win against Michigan State last week. Michigan State looks like they could be a dumpster fire. But a big key in that game is Maryland didn't commit any turnovers. Both of these teams have been plagued by turnovers. Purdue somewhat more than Maryland. And I think if Maryland can control the turnovers control the penalties, being at home. I like them laying the three here. Purdue, a plucky team. They just won a big game-ish on the road last week against Minnesota. Now they got to travel to the other side of the Big Ten footprint, take on Maryland for a nooner. I like the Terps here laying the three and, and continuing to build their Big Ten resume. Now let's jump on down to another noon game down in Death Valley. It'll be 11 a.m. Central. You've got Tennessee taking on LSU. Tennessee laying three. LSU a three-point home dog here. And I tell you what, folks, I like the Vols. I, we went with them a couple times earlier this year. I like the offense. I like Heupel. And most of all, I, I just doubt Brian Kelly. As someone who's been an Notre Dame fan, who watched what this man did. I don't know how 
he's been as successful as he has been this year in the SEC. I just, I, I don't fully see it. I mean, just incredibly lucky so far this year. Going back to that first game against Florida State, I just, uh, Brian Kelly, I think, is going to struggle in the SEC, and I think you're going to start to see the cracks really show up in the win loss column this week. Tennessee, three and one against the spread so far this year. Um, I, I, like I said, I like the offense. They play incredibly fast. Looking at some of the stats for this game, Tennessee is putting up, I want to say, 48 points per game. Whereas LSU puts up only 36, LSU's defense slightly better, but once again, I feel like Tennessee's played a little bit stiffer competition. They obviously played a close game at home last week against Florida, but once again came out victorious. I I, I just I distrust in Brian Kelly. Uh, these teams have not played since 2017. I think that's another key because they're in very very different places now than they were then. Moving on to our next game, an afternoon game. We've got Utah, the Utes, taking on UCLA in Los Angeles at 3.30. Be a nooner out there. Um, we've got the Utes laying three and a half. I like Utah. We, we just talked about them uh, last week as they took care of business against Oregon State at home. We talked about them all the way back in week one. This, this is finally looking like the team that we said could be favored the rest of the year. They play real defense in the Pac-12. I... Four and one this year against the number. Here's the big key I like here. They have won and covered five straight. That's right, five straight against UCLA. Uh, the the Bruins coming off an unexpected victory last week against Washington, uh, which Dorian Thompson Bryant played probably his best game in college. But despite that. I, we, we've seen it. UCLA does not have a great atmosphere. I think Utah's coming in hungry. They, they're they very goal and and purposeful team, goal-oriented and purposeful team as they look at what their, their season holds. So Utah laying the three and a half. <clears throat> Next, a late game, our first late game on the slate here, James Madison, the Dukies. Laying 11 and a half on the road against Arkansas State. This is a battle of two teams who are undefeated against the number. James Madison, 4-0 against the number. Arkansas State, 5-0 against the number. James Madison, though, 4-0 on the season. Arkansas, 3-2, 2-3. Let's check our numbers here real quick. 2-3 on the season. So, I... I've, I, I, the Duke, I, I got to get me a James Madison shirt. That's kind of where we're at at this point. This is a team, like we said before, dominate at the FCS level. That, that translates. You look at, you know, if, if, if North Dakota State were to jump or one of those other powers were to jump, it's not like they're going to be just relegated to bottom third. These are programs that have real, real good coaching DNA, real good formats. They're run well. And a team that, that won 44 games over the past three years, that's certainly going to translate. As we jump into conference play, and let's get, these, these guys already know for the conference championship game, but that, that makes every game much more important for them. You know, they're, they're trying to go bowling. They've got bigger and better aspirations because Sunbelt won't even let them challenge for the conference championship. James Madison averaging 45 points per game, only giving up about 15 points per game. Arkansas State is allowing 
30, or I'm sorry, James Madison only giving up 14 points a game. Arkansas State is allowing 30 points per game. We're going to ride the Dukies. They had a big number last week against Texas State. They covered that fairly easily. Uh, James Madison, the Dukies, back on the card. So our fifth and final pick for the evening, a game that I don't know how I can go out to Las Vegas, Nevada, be at sportsbooks, at any sportsbook at, at, at my beck and call, and not lay down some action on my Fighting Irish. Purely emotional here, folks. I don't like the number. I don't like the team. I, I don't like anything about this. But Notre Dame is laying three and a half, and I'm going to bet it. Because I, I need something to, to really root for besides rooting for them in this game. If you want to look at some of the numbers, here's some of the numbers on the season for the Irish and BYU. Uh, both teams only, let's see, BYU 2-3 and three to the number. Notre Dame only 2-2 two and two to the number on the year. Notre Dame obviously coming off a bye before this game. Very key here. Uh, the, it's the Irish defense that has been okay, not spectacular, but certainly uh, improving, getting better each week. Uh, you had some late, late touchdowns against North Carolina, but that game was mostly a blowout for them. BYU, who looked hot, I like them a lot. Uh, as we started the year, they, they had that big overtime win against Baylor. Then they go out and get it kind of handed to them by Oregon. They play Wyoming a little closer and Utah State a little closer than, than you would have liked. They were big numbers to cover in those games. Could not cover. And now you've got this Shamrock Series, over-the-top, overly hyped event. Everybody's got new uniforms. Everybody's traveling. You know, big, big-time fan bases. And I just, I emotionally, I, I, I got to go with the Irish. I got to have something to root for as I watch this game. Uh, I, I wish this number was more like two and a half than three and a half. I don't know that the Notre Dame offense, uh, is going to be able to perform as well against BYU's defense. North Carolina really didn't have a defense. Uh, Cal had a defense, but didn't have an offense. I think BYU has the potential to score. So it might come down to the Notre Dame defense. I'm trying to pitch a shutout and the Notre Dame offense, you know, squeezing across a couple runs there. Uh, so yeah, so that's our fifth and final pick reviewing, like I said, a quick five this week. Um, I will, I follow me on Twitter. Uh, if you find this, I'm going to post pictures. I'm going to tell you where I'm at. I'm going to show you the tickets that I can actually get down on in real person. But our five picks on the card this week, Maryland laying three at home against Purdue, Tennessee laying three on the road against LSU, Utah laying, we got a lot of road favorites. Ooh, I'm already scared. Uh, Utah laying three and a half on the road at UCLA. James Madison laying 11 and a half on the road against Arkansas State and Notre Dame in a neutral cider laying three and a half against BYU. Folks, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I know I will win, lose, or tie. Once again, keep following. Anything else that comes up, I will try to blast out on Twitter. If I grab any other in-person tickets, I will make sure to take a picture of those and put them on Twitter as well. Uh, but yeah, thanks for coming back. Thanks for listening. We're looking forward to a very, very fun, very awesome week number six.